Father, I thank you for your spirit that's in this place. Lord, let your presence continue to be with us for the remainder of the time that we have here. Lord, speak to us the power and the truth of your word. Father, now that you've taken us to a next step and a next level, Father, take us to the next before we leave here today. Show us the path of maturity versus the path of popularity. We give you glory and we give you praise in this place, Father. We give you praise in this place, Lord Jesus. If you're in love with God this morning, let's give him a shout of praise in the place. He's so worthy. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to share something briefly with you. I was standing over there and the Lord kind of released me to just go out here and sh share some stuff with you. Um, it's going to be very brief though, I will say. Um, Pastor Kelly, if you could, could you hand me my iPad that's right next to you? Thank you so much. What an amazing time in the presence of God. Makes you wonder what heaven's going to be like. Well, I got news for you. If this makes you uncomfortable, you might need to adjust some stuff because heaven is going to be this times infinity. You know what I mean? That's just something. We get in our minds sometimes this preconceived notion of how a church service is supposed to operate or how things are supposed to flow and the pretty little box that things are supposed to fit in. And God doesn't fit in a pretty little box. Last time I checked, I want to share some stuff briefly with you. I'm not going to preach everything that I came in here prepared to preach today. But let me start doing it this way. Boy, the, the editing team hates when services like this happen because we got to come up with podcasts out of what happens today and clips from today supposed to go out to the radio station for broadcast and all of that stuff. And so... Um, you guys watching online, you get the benefit of at least participating to some extent. But I will say there's just absolutely nothing like being in the house of God in person when the Spirit of God is moving. Um, but uh, we're probably just going to kick back an older message for the radio. Because <coughs> um, I don't care if we've got 18 television stations broadcasting at the back of the room. We're still going to do what God wants us to do in this place. Um, let, me, let me ask you a couple of questions. I just, at the beginning of the year as a church, we just kind of take some time to refocus and reset and reprioritize in a way, I guess, and just look at not at the, the rest of the year as a set of goals to be met, but blank pages on which to write the story that God bursts out of us in a way as we go, and it's important to take time to sit before the Lord to hear from Him so that you know what steps to take and what directions to go. Um, well, I tell you, the, the ways of a person's heart seem right at the time. You know, the Bible says, though, that it's the Lord's plan that prevails. I want His plan, not my idea. You know what I mean? I just This life is too short, for sure. 
So first question is this, and I know this, this is a bait question for sure. It's a trap question because you're in church and you have to answer this a certain way, right? But I would encourage you, answer this honestly. Regardless of where you are in your walk with God, can you honestly say, I want to grow in my relationship with God? How many of you would say that? Hopefully everyone watching online would, would echo that too. Yeah, and I think the mind game that many of us deal with begins with the people in this room. Quite often, the people in this room or the, that you would know connected to a church becomes the, the bait and the tool that the enemy uses in a way to, uh, to keep us stifled where we are because comparison, I'm telling you, is one of the most hideous traps that the enemy uses to compare where I am and my walk with God to where you are in your walk with God. You know, it, it, you can't do that because we are all at different stages of our growth and development, Amen. right? So someone who has been saved and known the Lord for an hour is no less a recipient of salvation than someone like me or someone like you, but we're all at different stages of growth and maturity in our relationship with God. Just like your, your relationship with an individual, it matures in stages as you get to know them better. You know, there, there are things I can say to my wife that I can't say to anybody else because my relationship with her is at a different level. There's a trust there. I know what I say to her isn't going to go anywhere else, but I can't know that about some of y'all in this room because I don't know you that well. And that becomes, I think, the game the enemy plays because let's just be honest, we all walked in here a little jacked up today. We all walked in here with, with some issues. We all walked in here with something that we're growing through and something that we're trying to grow to in our walk with God. You understand what I'm saying? Now, that's not to, to glorify um, a, a fleshly response to life. That's not to say, well, we're all struggling. We're all sinners. We're, all going, we're never going to reach the mark. Well, baloney, we can do a whole lot through Jesus. Okay? But you get there one step at a time. So the desire to grow and sometimes the reality of growing are, are two different things because I think of uh, the pressure that comes from being together and feeling like you have to be something that you're not. Let's just, can, we'll just do this. As a pastor, all right, I'm not going to be something that I'm not. Okay? And as someone who attends this church or involved in ministry, let's just say this. Don't pretend to be something that you're not. Let's be who we are. Let's be in love with Jesus. And let's try to get as close to him as we can, regardless of where we are right now. I think that's the goal. Growth is the goal. Last week, we talked real heavily about um, growth plans and, and goals and, and how to put those things together. Which, by the way, if you missed last week's message, I'd encourage you with all my heart when you get home today, pull up the, the podcast. Uh, you can get it on the website. You can get it on the app. You can find the, the stream of the service on the Facebook page or our YouTube page. Sit down and go through that. It'll help set the tone for personal growth in your life. Uh, I think that's important. But all the personal growth in the world means absolutely nothing if we're not growing closer to the Lord. So forgive me if I'm rambling just a little bit. Um, 
How many of you, second question would be, in, in your desire to grow closer to the Lord, would you say that you would be willing to make changes in your schedule or your life to accommodate the time and space needed for that growth to take place? You know what I'm saying? Because it's just a, a progression of thought here. If, if you want to change, then something has to change in order for the change to take place. Make sense? a whole lot of change in one sentence, I guess, but it, you, you, things have to be reconstructed in a way. You know, I just, I've learned that over the last multiple months in, in my journey to get healthier. I've had to change things in my life to see the change that I want to see in my life. And the same is true, not just in health endeavors or uh, business strategies, investment strategies. You know, if you, the old saying is, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got you want something different it has to change it has to change and I think that this is a great season in the church to just say the word change somebody in the back said amen in a kid's voice to me I said, hey you'll never hear me get frustrated or aggravated about little children's voices in the church or the noise from the next gen room with the kids having their service it's one of the most beautiful sounds ever. I love that there are kids in this church. I love that we have ministries that go crazy with these kids. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Um, that being said, keep your crackhead kids under control and it'll be fine. <laughs> <That'd> be <sense. laughs> nah, <laughs> tongue in cheek. I said I'd be who I was. So. Nah. Um, so, so growth and change go hand in hand. So today, and I got to do this quickly, I was, I was going to talk to you about the benefit that comes from having a lifestyle of fasting mixed with your prayer. Today in our church begins uh, what we've done for the last few years in 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. Now, I do this personally. The leadership team does this, and we encourage everyone to do this with us. Um, now, fasting means, I know it can mean different things for different people. Um, for someone who's done it multiple times, I think there will be a higher bar than someone who is just stepping out into it. Again, we're all at different levels and processes in our growth and maturity, okay? We're all heading the same direction. We're just at different places on the field trying to get to the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the word fasting can be intimidating to people. Now, intermittent fasting has become real popular here. Uh, the last couple of years is associated with like weight loss and, and health benefits that come along with it. Um, there's more than just spiritual benefits that go along with fasting. There's a lot of health benefits too. So I am going to attempt, maybe in the next seven minutes, to, to, to be more concise than I ever have in my life and, and, and give you some quick benefits to, press, to, to fasting and mixing that with prayer in your life. I'd encourage you with all my heart in this season over the next 21 days to do that in some form or fashion. Why? Because if, listen, if we're all wanting to get closer to the Lord, Amen. I'll tell you this, all right, next to being baptized in the Holy Spirit, which I believe every believer should be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Got any questions on that? Hit me up. We'll get some coffee. I'll walk you through what the Bible says. Um, aside from that, the most powerful thing you can do to unleash spiritual power, victory, and, and blessing in your life is fasting along with prayer. 
The Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Fasting adds fervor to your prayer. Make sense? So a lot of us, if I was going to put an equation up here, um, and x times y equals blah, 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 and z is over here, in order for us to get to z, we've got to have all the variables in the formula, right? Otherwise, we've just got part of the equation figured out. I know I just made your brain hurt. Some of y'all didn't do good in math, me either. Um, a lot of us are missing the variable of fasting and the equation of our walk with God. And we're missing out on the solution that we're seeking because we don't have all the variables in place. Okay, so for your consideration, I'd, I'd challenge you. Add fasting to what you do. Jesus, when talking to the disciples, and uh, guys, if y'all will skip around with me, I'm sorry if I'm all over the place today. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 16. This is Jesus talking to this group that's there. He, he uses this phrase to start out. He says, when you fast, don't look somber as the hypocrites do. Like, when you fast. So Jesus didn't say, like, if you fast or should you feel led to, you know, like we like to church things up and say that. He says, when you do it. Like, it was just a given that that was part of the lifestyle. It was just a given that that was part of the process, you know. And in those days, it was. We've kind of moved away from that culturally in church world. And here's why. Because fasting isn't fun. I mean, how many of y'all have ever gone three days without eating and thought, man, this is awesome? You know what I mean? Sometimes I skip a meal and think, I'm going to die before dinner. You know, this is just, it's just not fun. Um, you, you get fatigued. Sometimes you get mental fog because your body's reacting differently to what's going on. And it's, it's just not fun in the flesh, but the benefit spiritually is well worth it. Because you are weakening and subduing your flesh and denying yourself and adding fervor or intentionality to what you're praying for. And there's something about fasting that captures the heart of God. Amen. There really is. I, I can't put my finger on it, but this if you look through Scripture, when people pray and fast, God moves. He moves. If you need God to move in your life, if you need answers, if you need solutions, you need direction, you need healing in relationships, or your marriage or your home, I'm telling you, praying is great, but mixing prayer with fasting unlocks a realm of spiritual power and favor that you can't get to any other way. I don't know why. That's just the way the Lord set that up. When you fast... What if we adopted that as a lifestyle? Okay, Pastor Josh, you're starting to ramble. You said a few minutes. Let's stick to this. All right. Somebody said, bless him, Lord. I know what that means. There ain't no way that man is going to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is what I know. And I, forgive me again. We're skipping around. So this is what I know. Things change when we fast and pray. Things change when we fast and pray. I'd encourage you. Whatever that looks like for you personally over these next 21 days especially, mix the fasting with the prayer. Now, that could mean 
that you go without eating. That could mean that you skip a meal a day and just use that time to pray. The whole point of fasting is to draw closer to God. Uh, a lot of people approach fasting like it's Lent or something like that. It's like, I'm just going to give this up for a season of time. It's not about giving. You can give up everything, but it's not going to accomplish you anything if you don't fill that void with more time with God. You understand? So you remove this to fill it with this. Um, and, and so I know it's going to look different for some of us. That would mean maybe fasting social media. Most people, people don't realize that the average person spends two and a half hours a day on social media. That's crazy. You know, um, maybe that means you just fast some screen time. Uh, on top of social media, on average in this country, we spend four hours a day looking at a screen. So that's six, six and a half hours free. Well, I did, well stop and think about everything that you do when you get off work, what you do on your breaks at work. Which you, you know, probably more time there than, than we think, and, and me included, you know, because I love watching cats beat up dogs and dogs beat up cats on YouTube. I love that stuff. But um, I love all that stuff. But there's time there if we give up something to get closer to the Lord, and we marry that with, Father, in this season, I'm believing you for A, B, or C. I'm, I'm, I'm coming before you in prayer and fasting in this season for direction, to see you move, for healing, for, I mean, fill in the blank. You could do this fasting for this season and it not be about you. It could be about someone else. I've done that in my personal life. I fasted for seasons for other people that, that were fasting. And, and sometimes you just, you just do that. But things change when we fast and pray. Here's some quick hits on fasting. Number one, fasting humbles us. We are bad about thinking we can handle everything on our own. Fasting puts us in a posture of submission, saying, Lord, I can't do it on my own. I'm doing this to beseech you to intervene and move on my behalf and do what I cannot do. So it, it puts you in a place of humility. Fasting helps secure favor in situations. It really does. Um, favorite work. I've, I've, I have seen people's hearts and attitudes change completely towards me, and the only difference in what was happening was I spent a little bit of time fasting and praying, and God has changed the situations. I'll tell you a funny story about that, but I said I'd do this in a few minutes, and we got other <laughs> stuff to do. So um, give me, get, buy me a cup of coffee, and I'll tell you the funny story. There we go. Fasting also helps discern God's will. If you're going through a season where you're trying to figure out what the next step is or whether or not to enter into an area of ministry, you know, I know many of us are considering getting involved in different areas in this church and, and serving, and I think that's amazing and it's great. You can spend a little bit of time praying and hearing from the Lord specifically on, on what that next step is. Whew, boy, relationships. You can spend some time praying before you say, I do. You can spend some time praying and sitting before the Lord instead of getting distracted by how good they look in those shorts and blue jeans. I'm just telling you, it will save you a lot of trouble. This is what I know. My desires left unchecked, my desires with my reasoning, always produces the flesh. But when I take time to sit before the Lord and get closer to Him, 
can quiet down some of the noise in life and fill that time with his presence, I can clearly hear him lead me to what the next step is. So fasting will help you with that. Fasting also prepares us for new seasons of life and ministry, for sure. Jesus fasted and prayed before he began his public ministry. You see Paul in the New Testament doing the same thing in different seasons of his life. Um, there is nothing wrong with taking time to sit before the Lord in preparation for new seasons. Like we're doing as a church uh, right now, we're taking this time to be prepared for what is coming next for us in this season of ministry in the church. Because the Lord is always going to want to do something in you before he does something through you. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. The Lord's always going to do something in you before he does something through you. And he is far more focused on what happens inside of you instead of what happens through you. We get focused on what we can accomplish, and God really isn't impressed with any of that at all. He's more concerned with how we're growing, how we're maturing, and whether or not he has our heart or we're caught up in the busyness of trying to get stuff done. Okay, So he's always going to want to do something in us before he does something through us. Fasting helps prepare us for that because it puts us in a place in the presence of God where he can speak to us. Fasting also brings power to break strongholds. I think it's probably one of the most underutilized things that we have at our disposal. Um, There's a story in in the New Testament. Jesus um, was out with the disciples. They're trying to cast this demon out of somebody, and they couldn't do it. They failed miserably. So when they got back, (laughs) they failed miserably. Jesus was able to do it. They got back and got Jesus alone in Mark chapter 9, verse 28. Um, Mark 9, 28. When he come into the house, the disciples asked him privately. I like that they asked him privately. You know what I mean? Not like in front of the crowd or anything like that. Let's get back home. Let's talk to him. It's like, okay, what's the deal here? Why did, we, why did we mess up with this and you were able to do it? Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Could it be that the issues that we've been wrestling with for months and years, the strongholds in our lives that we have not been able to get final victory over are there because we have prayed and sought the Lord, but we had denied the process of fasting? Maybe we're missing out on total freedom because we haven't taken the time to fast and add that fervency to prayer. And I'm not saying God can't set you free any other way than that. But I'm saying if Jesus said it, he said it for a reason. So there's something to that. There's a level of spiritual warfare and authority and power over the enemy and the issues of life that you cannot have unless you unlock the door of intimacy that can only be done with the key of fasting. That's what I'm saying. So, so there's something there. Um, I did pretty good. I did pretty good. So let me walk you through real quick what my plan is for these 21 days. And uh, I'll show you quickly what I'm personally going to do. Now, this is me. I'm not saying you have to do this, all right? I'd say sit down, 
talk to the Lord and figure out. He's got a way of just saying, you know what? Let's, let's nudge this out of the way just a little bit. You know, let's just nudge this, let's just out of the way. And it, it's just, it's just, it's just, I know we're in playoff season, and I'm praying for you. If he puts his finger on the football game, maybe you set that aside and you spend that time with him. I don't know. It's just, it's different things, social media, whatever it is. So here's my plan. This is what I'm doing personally, just to show you. Um, not saying you have to do this, but this is what I want you to know. Your pastor's doing this stuff. Okay, just like I showed you my growth plan last week, I'm showing you my fasting plan this week. This is what I'm doing, and I'd encourage you to have a plan for yourself. So this is what I'm doing week one of these 21 days, so I'm going to fast one meal per day. Why? Because I'm starting this thing off slow, Jack. I'm going to slow step my way into this, all right? Um, I, I love Jesus, and I also know me. So if I want to be successful at it, I've got to do something that I can be consistent at. Okay? I know I can be consistent at missing one meal a day and slow stepping into this. I might not be consistent starting out of the gate with liquids only and just see how far I can go. You know what I'm saying? I set myself up for failure. So one meal a day, I'm going to limit myself to an hour of screen time. Um, I'm only going to be listening to worship music. I'm only going to be listening to worship music. I'm only going to be listening to worship music. It's amazing what just that can do for you. And I'm going to be following the reading plan for the 21 days of prayer and fasting that we have as a church. I'm going to share that with you in just a second. Um, week two, I'm going to be switching things up. I'm going to eat one meal per day, only worship music, following the reading plan. And at the end of the week, I'm going to switch over and go to liquids only. Going into the third week, it's going to be liquids only, worship music. I'm going to be following that reading plan, my own personal time with the Lord too. And I'm going to fast like that until I feel released from the Lord to do it. Okay? So I might go longer than the 21 days. I might not. It's going to be sensitive to what the Lord's leading me to do. Now that's what I'm doing. I shared that with you so you could kind of see. Now what you're going to do might look different. It could just be I'm not going to watch documentaries about people killing each other. I just I'm going to cut that out and take that hour and 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 I'll get closer to the Lord. You know we're in different places. Just take the next step. So the bigger question is this: During this season, what are you praying for? It's a big question. What are you praying for? What do you want to see the Lord do? What do you want him to speak to you? Like what? So, so let's take what we're believing the Lord for. I'm going to write down a few things. It's about a half a dozen things, honestly, I'm fasting and praying about. Um, one, that, that you guys grow closer to the Lord. That's, that's on my list. I'm praying for the church. I'm praying for direction. I'm praying for me personally, for my family. Um, there's just specific things I'd like to see in my personal life. Um, that I'm going to be fasting for. So what, what is it? I'd write it down at the beginning of these 21 days, go after the Lord in prayer, and see what happens on the other side of it. And, and I'd say, I caution you with a couple of things. All right. Um, my experience with prayer and fasting is this. Many times what you pray and fast for in this season isn't realized until this season. Okay? Sometimes there's a delay there. Sometimes not, but sometimes there's a delay there. So don't let that throw you off if you don't see immediate results. We love to see things instantaneous, right? God doesn't always operate that way. 
Um, the second thing caution you about is this. Uh, don't gauge the effectiveness of your fasting and prayer by how you feel. Okay? Oh, oh boy. All right? If you've ever done it before, I will just tell you, man. There, there's all kinds of things that begin to come up. Um, there, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, you, you, deep stuff you thought you had dealt with that the Lord will start to bring up with. You'll see issues manifest that you need to deal with as the Lord is drawing you closer to him. The light of his presence will expose the dark corners of our life. Okay? And so be ready for that. Also be ready to not feel the best physically. Jesus fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights out in the wilderness. Let me tell you something. Jesus was the son of God. Still is the son of God. All right? Jesus kicked the devil's butt all over that desert when he tried to tempt him. All right? Jesus was freaking hungry at the end of the 40 days of fasting. Promise you. Why? Because he was human too, like us. So... Um, there are going to be days that you wake up. And look, you have some funky dreams, too, when you've got an empty stomach. I'm just going to tell you. You ever had those weird dreams? Yeah. Right. Okay, dial it back. Pastor Josh, you said <laughs> just a little bit. So as we enter into this season, what I say is this. What we have started today in the Spirit of God, let's continue it Amen. in the closet of prayer. And let's continue to grow together individually and as a church to set ourselves up for what the Lord has called us to do. Amen? Amen? That's what we want to do. So let me pray over you. I'm going to ask Pastor Kelly to get ready to come up. She's going to walk us through some offering and announcement stuff. And then we have something special. We have something special. Um, we have a, a couple that's wanting to renew their vows at the end of service today. I encourage you to hang out for that. It's going to be awesome. And... I have a brief, this huddle meeting with everyone after service that wants to participate in this 90-day growth challenge that we're starting as a church. Even if you just want information on it, you're not committing to anything, I say hang out after service. I'll go over what it entails, and you can decide if you want to do it, and then we'll move forward with our growth plans and growth teams and just grow together on a whole another level. So consider not jetting out when service is over. Hang out, and we'll walk through that stuff, get you some information on how we can grow over the next 90 days, and then we'll turn you loose. I did forget to put, are you doing the, um, the reading plan and the announcements? You are? Okay, so I'll let you do that. Let me pray over you real quick, and then we'll move on with service. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for what you're doing in this place, for what you're speaking to us, for these amazing people and their hearts to serve you. Lord, in this season of prayer and fasting, I just ask that you speak to each and every one of us regarding what you would have us do. It's going to look very different from person to person, but the end goal is still the same, to get closer to you. So, Father, as we draw closer to you, these things that we put before you in prayer, as we're marrying the prayer with fasting and fervor, Lord, we ask that you move mountains on our behalf to glorify your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.